Just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. But the question is, are you watching Pam and Tommy? Not yet. I I love Lily James. I love the pictures, but I know Pam specifically like didn't, wasn't okay with it. Okay. I mean, yeah, I don't think anybody's ever okay with like a one-sided unsolicited biopic, but I will tell you the first episode, I was like, this is so awful and so boring. Why is this all about Seth Rogen as a maintenance man? And then we got an episode two. The soundtrack alone, you're just like, LaBouche, yes, doesn't get to make it into enough TV shows. Lily James is so beautiful, and she's so good in The Pursuit of Love, as you reminded me that I liked. And she was so good on Downton Abbey, and she's so pretty. And she looks exactly like Pam Anderson, who, no one knows this, was like, to me, the like epitome of beauty. <laughs> I think, I would rather look like Pam Anderson in the 90s right now than anything else. Her, when those photos first came out, Lily James, because I, of course, love her from Mamma Mia 2, where I think she she plays young Meryl Streep and I think does a better job than Meryl Streep. And Meryl Streep should Ooh. hang up her acting shoes and let Lily James take over. But when Jesus. those pictures came Is out that her, necessary to say that? Yeah. Pitting yeah. women against women? Yeah, I'm pitting, I'm pitting Meryl's. Poor Meryl Streep is being pit against another woman. You're, you're but, a little agent that, of chaos. All right, go ahead. Between her and Sebastian Stan, like the makeup and the styling is insane. The and ma- I was worried it would be style, like style over substance. Look, I'm not gonna look, Emily. There is a lot of penis in this, and I don't know if that upsets you. There's a lot of penis. <laughs> she just looks. It is that '90s, like overly tan, very thin, big boobs, blonde. I love it. Like that is my aesthetic, and I love it. And usually I watch something and then I never think, like I'm watching Severance and I love it. But the second the episode's done, I go to bed. I don't think about it. And I was laying in bed thinking about all the music and like how hot it would have been and how I never got to be a bad girl with the bad boy <laughs> and how cool. I mean, granted, it's like maybe those people aren't like doing great now. I don't know, but that's hot and cool. <laughs> Just thinking about where you can get some cutoff denim shorts. What do you mean where? In my closet, where they are. Yeah, where, you. I'm just true. waiting. That, that was your look. Just waiting to tone it up after this baby. Tone it up. Oh. I got. I got to do my first day of training today, and uh, yeah, the doctor gave me the okay on Monday. And between the time it took me to actually exit her office before I got downstairs to the parking lot. I had already texted two trainers and I've met with both of them and I've done training sessions 
We're getting it back. We're not fucking around. It's go time. You're well on your way to your Pamela Anderson dreams. Yeah, it's just me doing like the saddest lunges in my backyard while someone just counts. And sometimes that's what you need. Pam Anderson in the 90s, here I come. Does Tianfu get to join you when you're doing this or does she get put away? Yeah, she just sits there soaking up all the vitamin D and watching. But if the trainer stands up, she loses her mind. Because if you stand up, she's like, wait, 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 we didn't agree to this. You're too big. Um, she's laying here right now. So just know I'm all back on my grind, putting in the sweat equity into my body and career. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> I'm running for a local public office. I'm scared to death. I want to do right by my community, but I've seen that. How do you pronounce that lady's name? Bo Bear? Bo Burt? Bo- Lauren Bo Burt? Oh, Bo Burnham? No, Bill, that Bill lady. Burr. Bo Bear and Marjorie Taylor Green. What are you talking Those about? La- that lady and her and Marjorie Taylor Green heckled Biden and one of them's named Lauren Bo Bear. That one I, I don't know. Nice. Maybe she's the least dumb no, they're both very dumb. Be your bar. This, I want to do right by my community, but I've seen that the Bo Bear and Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world get elected on a national level. They've inspired me to bring a voice of reason. Do you feel like humor is something that should be involved? I'm what? often self-deprecating and no. read where there's no room what? for that in politics. But seeing what is currently representing much of our country, I want to make it apparent that I truly care about impacting my community if I win. Any suggestions for campaign slogans? How much humor I should or shouldn't use in my campaign? Also, my opponent is my second cousin, but 40 years older than me. If it were a physical race, I'd totes win. Part of my platform is business recycling. You've opened my eyes to sustenance. In my household, we've switched from paper towels to reusable rags, glass food containers versus plastic, and got a tushy thanks to your adverts. And that is from you sure about that? Look, you're a dude. So what you have going for you is immediate likability, whether you've earned it or not. And I think a sense of levity is fine. A sense of humor is going to be like, you're not taking it seriously. That being said, president of Ukraine used to be a comedian. Plenty of people used to be actors or comedians. They get Al Franken. Uh, You know, people get elected to office. So I guess... I guess my stand-up takes a page from this book. Like, you can talk about serious things and you just... Uh, coat it in sugar. And in your case, you should have a little bit of sugar, but coated in the thick meat of the issues. So a sense of levity. And when you're trying to be, not trying to be funny, but when you have a sense of levity, you can really pick apart your idiot opponent a lot quicker. People love to pile on someone else. You know, nobody liked Donald Trump, but like they kind of loved when he was like a dick and being funny. You're like, this is hilarious. So I don't know. It also depends on what your constituents want and what your listeners want. But I think if we had a couple more jokes, people wouldn't have such stiff buttholes. That's my platform, less stiff buttholes. And if you really want a guide to how to run for political office, I, ref- I refer you to season one of the Eliza Schlesinger sketch show, Carol Bur- Burgess, who's running for office. You should check out, you should watch that sketch show, you put it on loop. Her platform was one that I really can get behind. You're in the bathroom. I don't want to reference my own show. Like I'm quoting myself, it's so lame. <laughs> You would think that given the shit show that the world is, that we should return to having a sense of order and decorum. And I say, let the animals out. Claws are out. You guys elected Trump and he said, and he made up names for everyone. Michelle Obama was wrong when she said, when they go low, we go high. No, get down in the dirt with them. Clomb right back in the cooch. (laughs) Well, great. That's the kind of political people we want. 
I guess I'm not running for office and this will probably come back to bite me, but I don't know. One good, one good turn deserves another right in the kisser. Hit your opponent. Kick it. No, don't hit them. Hot comedians are too pumped about Zelensky being a, a former comedian. Like every comedian's like, yes, we knew it was possible no, for us. No, I think any real comedian is like, that guy's not a real comedian. Like there's comedy and then there's stand up. And if you don't do stand up, then I'm like, okay, whatever. Also cool. Like whatever. I mean, this country is like under attack. I'm not going to sit here and like pick apart his stardom. So let's just move on. I stand with Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In, in March, I'm going to San Francisco. I'm considering flying. Give me all the tips for someone who has never been on a plane. Literally everything. What can I bring? It's a one-hour flight, but I'm so scared. Do I need anything special? My mind is spinning and Google doesn't help. All I hear in my head is you saying, never check a bag. But how does one do this? What? I'm 27, I live in the Santa Barbara area. Could I drive? Sure, but I feel it may be less stressed to not. I've looked into trains. That doesn't seem promising. Please help. This isn't a work trip or anything important, just a solo adventure. Okay, something's... What? So you just decided at 27, you're like, I'm going to take a plane on a solo adventure. First of all, I definitely think there are trains. And it definitely sounds like this is more stressful for you than anything else. That being said, flying is a part of some people's everyday life. You definitely want to bring a gun. Okay, you're going to want to protect yourself. That's number one. Number two, you're going to want to bring a lot of water. More than you can carry. And number three, you're going to want to bring an attitude. Just remember, the flight attendants only respect you if you can take them. They respect... No. <laughs> uh, make sure no. to bring any... If you're going to bring a snack, it should be fish. Make sure to do your nails on the plane, not before. And when you lean back, put your hair over the seat, uh, the headrest behind you, okay? You can bring as many animals as you like. And uh, that... And Oh, you know what they love? When you play, when you come up behind the pilot while he's flying and put your hands over his eyes and go, guess who? Even though they're not, they're on autopilot. And you can definitely touch everyone. In-flight law is like, oh, you can touch people because no country has governance over, <laughs> over the air. <laughs> Swing away. Don't do, don't do any of those things. Here's what you do. <laughs> Bring on something delicious. And after you've offered everyone a bite, be like, really? Because this cake is the bomb. And just make sure that you... <laughs> bomb really. We're going to see a news article that's like, worst passenger ever here, here. on flight to San Francisco. You probably wouldn't even be the worst. Like, just pick any fucking JetBlue flight. I'm sure somebody's just wreaking havoc. Um... And just remember, like, you own that seat and both armrests, and you should be willing to fight for it. I think that covers it. You know? <laughs> get it's, it's like, welcome to American Airlines. Get handsy. Get handsy with it. You bring a toaster oven. A nice time. Feel free to lay down in the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the one thing you'll get stopped doing. I just know anytime I've had even a centimeter of an elbow out, they slam me with something like, how dare you be in the aisle? Slam you with good service. And <laughs> you just remember you're the only one on the flight that matters. And, and take it from there, you know? Just enjoy yourself. Because they're doing, you're doing them a favor. <laughs> you don't need, our question is, doesn't even have time to do all these bad things in their one hour flight. Because what a one hour flight is like 20 minutes of it going up in the air. So you're stuck in your seat and then you- You don't have maybe to be. get a soda. No, you get mobile. You want to be out. You want to make sure, you want to make sure that your limbs are getting free reign. You just got to move about the cabin with impunity. That's my advice to you. Uh, and 
when you go to the bathroom, leave that door open so you have room. <laughs> oh my God, has anyone ever done that? <laughs> Left Someone the bathroom door it. open while they're dumping out at 30,000 feet? I bet. I would bet anything that somebody was like, oh, I can't fit in here. Oh man. And just remember whoever you sit next to immediately be like, hi, my name is Susan. And then immediately bring up religion and politics. Because if you're going to be sitting next to someone, you really want to get to know them. Like, who are you sitting next to? Should ask for some of their snacks. Uh, no, but there is a proper, I mean, don't do any of that, but there is a proper greeting. When the, whoever sits down next to you, you have to just go, welcome to my party. <laughs> welcome to my party. And the objective is to see if they'll move. <laughs> Mm. It sounds like the worst flight ever. Have you ever been on one of those planes that two that's two floors like Jodie Foster and Flight Plan? Yes. <gasps> it's not in America. As, uh, no, I mean we may have been going somewhere else. Where the hell was I? Definitely not America. Also, um, if you really want to mess with a flight attendant uh, on the way off the plane without any inflection, just go. And what was your name? I had a flight attendant who was a total bitch one time. Cover her name tag. And I was like, Ooh. okay, it's really easy to find out who was on this flight. It's like a government record, but nice try. Cheryl T. No. Sure. It was Cheryl Teagues. It was Cheryl Teagues. Things are not going well. Kick it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe 
for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. ask Eliza anything through main question am I a bitch for telling my mother-in-law that she cannot wear the white dress she purchased for my <gasps> wedding to my wedding oh my God. backstory and context let me start by saying that I have a very civil and friendly relationship with my mother-in-law I wouldn't say we're close but we have nice conversations and I have always felt more than welcome in her home my husband and I have been together for seven years and got married during covid Due to this, we weren't able to have a reception, so we had a small legal wedding and postponed our reception in May 2022. As the reception is now closed, I asked my mother-in-law if she purchased a dress to wear. She very excitedly told me yes, and when I asked the color, she told me it was a pale champagne color. Oh, so, no. <laughs> basically white. I asked where she got it from, and she told me, David's Bridal. <laughs> so I looked up the color on their website, and it is basically white. Now, I never specifically told her not to wear white, but I assumed that she knew not to wear white to someone else's wedding, especially since there was a situation where she wore white to another family's bridal, uh, f- another family member's bridal shower. And after that, her sister told her that was not wedding etiquette. Oy. <laughs> She's already gotten talked to about this before. Yeah, what's after her the- MO? It's like <laughs> how my daughter, her MO is just trying to fall asleep on anyone. Your mom's just like trying to wear a white wedding dress to anyone's wedding. Desperately. She want to fall asleep after on you? Ta- After talking to my husband about it, I decided with his full support to ask her to change her dress color. I felt like a total bridezilla, but really wasn't comfortable having her in a white slash shade of white at the reception. I'm always listening to your podcast where you encourage open communication and boundary setting. So I channeled my most ask Eliza anything communicating self and had a very open and honest conversation with my mother-in-law about the color and why I didn't think it was appropriate. Okay. She clearly didn't agree with me and told me, I'm not trying to upstage you or anything like that. Somehow at the end of this, she agreed to look into changing the color and ended up changing to a burgundy dress, which I thanked her for many times. She still is clearly not happy about it, and I understand that. She's continuing to make comments about her old dress and how it was better. And now my father-in-law is also mocking me about the situation. Was I being ridiculous or is this more of a universal wedding rule about not wearing white that I enforced and now I'm just dealing with the side effects of speaking up? Happy to hear your take. This is so tough because she's being so passive aggressive and it is a universal wedding rule to not wear white to someone's wedding. That she was told. Yeah, I will say that being said, like there is a version where she really didn't think it was white and she did think it was pale champagne. And there's not a ton in the realm of like matron-in-law nice dresses. Also, if you're shopping at David's Bridal, you probably don't have like all the money in the world. And so 
there really is, you know, for the most part, it's it's uh, bad podcast questions and mean movies <laughs> that, that cast women as like, and she was trying to upstage me. Like, I think usually that's not the case. And I think she probably was trying, you know, that thing like as a comic, when you go to do a show for like the military and they're like, you know, don't bring up politics or drugs. And then you get on stage and you're like, you guys know when you're blowing a fat rail? Why are we fighting this war? Like, you can't help it. It could be that there's got to be a psychological term for when you're so hell-bent on avoiding something that you become it. Like, you man- she manifested that color. That being said, she agreed and she changed it. And yeah. it doesn't really matter what she feels or looks like because it's your day. And the guy chiming in, I hate when guys do that. Like, what the fuck do you care, dude? Like, is a dress. What you should do is make your theme panic at the disco and then be like, sorry, I'm wearing maroon and black. I'm trying to think of like emo 2000s colors. And then she'll have to return yeah. that dress. Look, you have to just deal with it. She's being immature. You might just want to sit her down and be like, you make all these jokes. Like if it really upsets you, then wear it. And then she'll be like, no, it's fine. But she's just, you're not a bitch at all. I just looked it up and the champagne is very, very, very white. <laughs> it's white. Look, she it's was wrong. White. And part of me is like, if you're the bride, like you're not getting upstaged. Like what are the odds you're in, first of all, we've all had sex, so no one should be wearing white, but you're in white. No one's looking at a picture. First of all, it's your mother-in-law too. So you're not in every picture with her. Nobody is like, man, I just can't take my eyes off that mother-in-law. Who's the bride at this barn? <laughs> I, yeah, I would be less upset about the actual like ramifications and more just like, ugh, you can't just not do this one thing you're not supposed to do. Like it's my wedding. Just be cool. The one thing you're not supposed to do is wear white. Like that's no, it. There's definitely a lot of things you're not supposed to do. Uh, what are the other hard, fast rules besides uh, like no murder? Don't sleep with the groom. Don't get <laughs> wasted and leave your best friend's wedding reception early. Um, you might just have to deal with it. Uh, this guy, it's probably her husband that's chiming in. Like he's a turd. You pull her aside Annoying. and just be like, you keep making jokes. So if you really want to wear it, go ahead. And then she'll be like, no, I already turned it. Be like, okay, well, it's making me feel bad. Like I thought you could just say like, I thought it was kind of just like a known rule and I've clearly upset you. So what can we do to move past this? Like put it all in her court. And then she'll be like, I was just mm-hmm. joshing. And you're like, okay, but it's my wedding and this is stressing me out. Yeah. And I was hoping you were like on my side and we could like do this together. She sounds like an idiot, to be honest. It sounds like your mother-in-law is an idiot. Like, I'll just wear this white and then be real mean about it. There's nothing worse than a mad, dumb person. I just imagine her getting mad when she was told she couldn't wear it at the the bridal shower. And she's like, okay, I'm going to try again. Nobody's going to stop me this time. (laughs) She just keeps coming back when white and it's like, mom. And she's like, but I'm wearing a hat. It's different now. (laughs) It's not white. It's eggshell. Putty. <laughs> okay, we have another another wedding question. Oh boy. I am getting married in October and I'm currently having bratty made, matron of honor issues. Oy. Long story short, I'm having her and another very close friend in my bridal party. Originally, we were just going with a matron of honor and a best man, but it didn't feel right to me to not have my other friend up there with me. Well, my matron of honor and I have been friends since we were 10, 30 years. We both just turned 40. My braids. I could do the math. Thank you. Do my own <laughs> math. Been super. I've been super close for eight years. Do a lot together and talk slash text almost on the daily. My issue is it's becoming super stressful to plan anything due to my matron of honor and her issues. She showed up to my bridal appointment with Crayola red hair and seemed offended when I asked her not to get so experimental right now. 
She was pushing for me to get a dress that was so over the top and not me, as well as $2,000 more than the dress I ended up buying. I added my other friend as bridesmaid a couple weeks ago, and her response was, okay, but I don't want our dresses to match. I was really taken aback by that since, although ideally I agree that they shouldn't match exactly, but WTF, that's not her call. Then when trying to organize with her a day to go wait, shopping wait, for Wait, 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 sorry. She doesn't, she doesn't want her dress, not with the bride, with the other bridesmaids. bridesmaids. I was like, yeah, no shit, it's not going to match unless it's eggshell <laughs> and you don't with know what light champagne is. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. Well, trying to organize with her a day to go shopping for bridesmaid dresses, her response was to pout and say she really doesn't want to try on dresses right now because she's not comfortable with her weight. I can sympathize with her, but also need what? to get these balls rolling. Seven months is not a long time. Explained it's not about buying a dress right now. It's about finding styles that suit both their bodies and work together. She continued to pout and ask if she can just order a dress online later. Tried to explain to her that between school and work and other wedding plans, I don't have a ton of time to get to all get together for these things. She just pouted and continued to go on about how she felt. I'm already wary of her issues with anxiety and leaving the house. I'm trying oh, so God. hard what is not to get all bridezilla on her. I worry that she'll even be able to rally for my wedding as it's a half hour away from where we live. I know she's working through her issues and I respect that. I know she wants to be up there with me and I definitely don't want to exclude her. Help, I'd love to have a come to Jesus with her, but I am also I also don't want to make her cry. I'm torn between being accommodating to her issues and being upset that she's causing such drama. The new one? Side note the eight-year friend? You're talking about the eight-year no, friend? No, the, the classic friend, the 30-year oh. friend. Okay, wait. The 30-year friend's mad about the eight-year friend. Side note, for the 30-year friend's wedding back in 2007, she was equally bratty and insisted that I tan for the wedding. Now I have a permanent sunspot on my face. So part of me just wants to tell her to STFU. So which one did, which one did the hair red? 30 year. So, so 30 year doesn't want to plan, doesn't want to buy anything now, doesn't like her weight, has anxiety, doesn't want to match with eight year. But eight year is cool. Yeah. Eight year is not having any problems whatsoever. You look okay. Eh, okay. It's really selfish. Your friend sounds like a fucking pill. And also, like, you were at her wedding in 2007, so that was a lifetime ago. Um, it, it Here's the truth. It doesn't matter what they wear, and they don't have to match. I had all my bridesmaids. I said, here's the dress I like online. Pick the style you want, right? You could just do that. I don't think you need to go try them on. A lot of people do them online. I think it'll be easier for you if you're just like, it has to be black. It has to be yellow. Pick a style. Like, I, I just wonder if you might want to, like, meet in the middle on this. Or you just pick the dress you want online and be like, order this, get it altered. You can order a size too big and then get it altered. My best friend Michelle did that and didn't get it altered and it was gigantic. But guess what? I literally never look at her in the pictures. You Nobody cares. And I get that you do. So you have to decide, is it worth it to just let it go and you'll never look at them in pictures? Or just say to her, hey... Here are the reasons that it feels like maybe this is too stressful for you or overwhelming. And if you just want to attend, that's okay too. And she'll be like, no, I really want to. And you'd be like, okay, well, just so you know, everything I've asked you to do, you kind of get upset. And I, you know, just be like, I, this is getting difficult for me. You fucking bitch. Um, remember to put yourself first. Remember that what will have mattered, even though I just said the dresses won't matter. What will have mattered at the end when you look back years later uh, is the are the emotions that you associate with that day. And the only way to have one of those weddings where you're like, it rained and Aunt Hilda broke the toilet and the bar snapped in half, but we were all so happy is if the energy is good. Everybody's been to those weddings where you're like, yeah, it was freezing, but we had a great time. 
Uh, I loved my wedding. It was so beautiful. But I still think about how my one friend left. I think about how much I think my mom didn't like my wedding. And I think about how much I hated my wedding planner. And I really hate that those, and I think about the fact that they baked a layer of chocolate into my cake for no reason. <laughs> that you think about a lot, that chocolate. I do because I paid for it and I don't, but my point is it's that, like it will eat at you forever and you want positivity. So what do you have to do to ensure that? Yeah. And you don't want to be thinking about her that day. The hair, it doesn't matter because she'll just look dumb in a picture, but it will never, I've never looked various choices people made to my wedding. I've never looked back at my wedding album and been like, wow, this is ruined now. And you can always crop her out of pictures. And by the way, you don't have to have any pictures with her. You can take one and none of those make it into the album. You control mm-hmm. this narrative, but straight up be like, uh, I think it would, I, I don't give her the chance to like come around, but it sounds like you just want it to be you and the eight year friend and just tell your other friend. She'll, I, I bet you she'll find a way to cancel. She doesn't sound like she wants to do it is the truth. So don't make her do it. I think she's just really jealous of the new, of the eight-year friend and she's just acting out. I feel like this is really hard for me. I'm asking you to do these things and it doesn't seem like you want to. Here's the dress I want. I mean, if the issue really is she doesn't want to go shopping, okay, then just, I didn't go shopping with my bridesmaids. I just picked the style I liked and I said, please get this. Mm -hmm. One girl didn't get it tailored. One person spilled on their dress. There's always a reason, you know, The objective is to come away from this with good feelings. And you got to cut out that negativity where you have to. And that might just be saying to her, this is your chance in or out. Best friend since you were 10, you can talk to her, frankly. Yeah. Otherwise, what are you doing? It sounds like she has Dizzle or talking with the eight-year friend and the 30-year friend is just kind of giant skin tag. She's always been there. Yeah. So give give her the out. Be like, it is totally okay if you just want to be a guest. Like, we have these dresses picked out. I would love for you to participate. But we say this. Be like, we kind of have to do things on my timeline because of my availability. And if it doesn't work, I get it. I love you. I want you there. But there's no pressure. Give her all the ways to make herself feel better about it. Mm -hmm. She sounds like a lunatic. Eliza, Emily, Baby Beluga Whale, and Tiny Pink Tree Frog. Oh, I need help I, I on how to set. I love it. <laughs> I'm yeah. a real little zoo. I do. A little menagerie. I need help on how to set boundaries with my parents. Oh, I'm a 25-year-old female living 10 hours away from my parents. I just graduated from law school and started working as an attorney. While law school is difficult, I'm having to find my stride in the working world, and I often find myself exhausted by the end of the day with little time to myself at night. After working 10 plus hours a day, I really just want to go in my cave of an apartment and not talk to anyone to recharge. Here's the issue. My parents call me every night to chat and ask about my day, which I often can't tell them details because of confidentiality reasons. So questions range from, what did you eat for lunch and what are you having for dinner? I get frustrated because I've talked to people all day at work and I don't really want to hash out my food choices. How do I tell them that I need some nights without talking and not hurt their feelings? I know they've started doing this because my grandfather is sick, so they've started calling him every night to give him something to look forward to. So they've just gotten in the habit of making the rounds of phone calls. I want to be respectful and make sure they know it's not anything with them, but I'm just too tired to talk some nights and about the salad I got for lunch. Sincerely, the exhausted parent pleaser. Um, You know what I'm going to say. Emily, you know what I'm going to say. Just talk to them because they're going to die soon. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, you're too young to fully grasp that. But now that I've had a baby, I'm like, oh no, when one life comes in, another life must go out. Um, <laughs> Who died for Sierra to live? Uh, someone somewhere. 
there was a mistake. Um, can you talk to them like on your drive home to keep you company? Knock it out that way. Or like while you're making dinner, while you're getting dressed, like changed. I mean, look, these are your parents. They clearly care about you. I There's no reason you can't be like, sometimes just, just be like, I get so tired sometimes. I think if I don't answer, just know I love you. And sometimes I'm just, I think I'm going to turn the phone off and I'll text you back later. You shouldn't have to explain too much. And I bet your parents would be like, it actually, if, you, if they knew it stressed you out, you know, and it was exhausting, or could you put like a time limit on it, but try being... Sometimes we're people pleasers because we think the other people just want that, but really what they want is for you to be happy or your parents are psychopaths, in which case you should be, they're not going to stop demanding stuff anyway. Either way, you should be fine. Just be like, I'm so tired at the end of the day. I need to unwind. And I also wonder like the caliber of conversation, like, is it pleasant or is it your mom like, well, and how many calories is in that? Oh, that doesn't sound good. So what, or is it really just the checking? You're like, I don't care. And I bet if you give yourself a couple days off of it, you'll appreciate it more when they, when it comes back. That's what I think. I wonder if you can condense it into like, hey, some nights I work late, some nights yep. I do this, but let's pick a night like Tuesday and I'll make sure to be home on time every Tuesday and we'll talk Tuesdays. Like make that a, like into an event be each like, week and then you don't get the casual calls the other night. Yeah, be like, I want it to be special and quality. And sometimes when we talk, I'm just so zoned out and so tired. So maybe every other night or can I call you guys tomorrow or just pick up and be like, can I call you guys tomorrow? I'm so tired. And they'll be like, what's wrong? You'll be like, it's brain cancer. Click. I'm wondering if I'm an asshole for avoiding my cousin. She's been unhappy in her marriage for years. And ever since I purchased my home, she's been talking about moving out, but it's so expensive and she has two kids. Recently, she came over upset and asked if they could move in if she needed to. I live alone and enjoy it. What should I do? No, you, that the answer. So many variables. You, you bought a house. Cousin mm -hmm. has two kids. Mm -hmm. Why do they want to move and in? And a husband. Oh, no. I mean, it's one thing. But there's. Okay unhappy in her marriage for years. Yeah, but the husband's going to come along with? No, I think she's saying she wants to move out, take the kids and leave the husband and move in with Look, this question. If there's her. one thing that you've learned, you should have learned from this podcast is that people have allowed people to live with them for like indeterminate amounts of time and then you're screwed. It's like my mother-in-law said she was moving in just while I went to go get a Subway sandwich and now it's been a decade. If she does, it has to be with the understanding like it's for the weekend. You know, like, I think you have to have a serious talk with her. Like, what is the plan here? Because it sounds like I, she's just like, you've got room, plus you're single. So clearly you don't have a life. We have to respect that single people, like, should reap the rewards of being single also. Like, I have a friend who's a very successful doctor and she's single. And she, like, only treats mega celebrities and me on occasion. Um, and because of that, like, she's always on a private plane. She's always at, like, a cool party or a concert because these are her patients. But, like, she gets to enjoy that in a, in a way that someone with kids doesn't because she can just go. And that's the reward she gets. There's rewards for all this stuff. So you like living alone. And that is for better or for worse, like something that you get from being single and you don't have to deal with kids. And to be honest, if I were single, I wouldn't want to fucking deal with kids either. And I've been the person that has the home and people have stayed with me. And it's usually you feel taken advantage of. Typically, it's not for just the weekend or a week. If you want to help yeah. her out, great. Doesn't sound like you do want to help her out. Sounds like you kind of don't like her. Well, and having three people moving to a home, you're one. It's three against one. They're just, they're using all your electricity. They're touching lot. all your things. 
And I think it's like, you've worked hard to get this house and now these people see that and they're like, can I just come live in that one? I want to make that one mine instead of getting my own. Yeah, I don't know how close you are. I don't know. Is this like an abusive situation? Can she afford to go somewhere else? Is this, you know, I don't know how close you are. You want to be a good relative, you know? So is it like she finds an apartment? It's like, we're not moving until next week. Okay, then maybe you suck it up because she has like an exit strategy. But it Mm -hmm. can't just be like, can we just come? Especially if you don't like like her that much. Like, like her. Like, like, like. Yeah, I had to like, (laughs) my dad and my stepmom were coming to visit and the bed, the guest bed is the baby nurse sleeps on it. And so I feel like a piece of shit being like, I'm going to blow up a mattress for one of you. And the other one of you can have this couch that I bought that folds down, but not out. So enjoy it. You're both 60, 67. <laughs> 65. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, "Mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. Hi, I'm 43 years old and dressed like a teenager. My family includes my husband, daughter, and a sweet baby doggy. I'm a corrections nurse. He is a carpenter. My daughter is tweening, and Tony, the dog, is busy making me crazy with his cuteness. Why won't he stop? We've been living in this house slash money pit for 17 years. We bought an oldie and spent years fixing it up. The house behind us has an upstairs window that looks directly into our kitchen all the way into the living room. The house has had one renter and three owners since we've been here. Never has there been an issue about privacy because they have all been decent human beings who put up a GD curtain. That is, until now. Since COVID, the house has new owners who have set up their office where they spend literally eight or more hours a day at the window. They're always there. We make eye contact when I'm cooking, when I'm washing dishes, when I'm eating cheese and cracker in my undies, when I just woke up and I'm making coffee. Why don't you, meaning me, put a curtain up, you may be thinking. Yes. I attached a photo to show the problem. We have a sliding door in the kitchen that is used a lot. The door is what provides visibility to the neighbor. The front of their house has window coverings on all the windows. I met the husband when they first moved in. The window came up and I said something like, it's a little weird to see your wife in my kitchen. One night, I got home late from work, took my scrubs off, and stepped in the kitchen for a snack. The neighbors were having a party and must have talked about their view to their friends because all of a sudden the light came on in their window and a young dude made the surprise gesture at me. Ew. 
I looked at him and took a slug of kefir from the container, wearing only a bra and undies. The light turned off immediately and they disappeared. After that, the desk at the window is gone and they never enter the room. There is still no curtain. Do you think their friends told them how effed it is to violate people's privacy like they have been doing? Do you think I'm crazy for coming enraged at having another human watch me in my kitchen? Is my hate misguided? Thanks for your time, Celeste. I mean, the truth. So, yeah. I, okay. I looked at the picture and it is just like, it, it's a door. Like, it's a door that's see. used a lot. Let me see. It, 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 I mean, you're not going to be able to tell. Let me see it. It's a door. That's the window we that never, they're looking through. So. I never get to see in anyone's house. I mean, <laughs> you should still put curtains on that because especially at night, like you don't need to have curtains open. And all you can control is your own environment. So I would get curtains for that. And during the day, like, just learn to ignore them. It is shitty. It is remarkable how neighbors quickly go from, like, being cool to, like, not giving a fuck about your comfort or the way you feel or, you know, if their air conditioning unit is illegally installed and too loud next year. Let me give you this update and you tell me because this makes me even matter. So, number one, she, she had asked this question and later was like, my husband just said, I don't know why it bothers you so much. I don't even notice them. But they named their internet. Don't look at me like that. The neighbors did or they did? Yeah. The neighbors. Um, I guess, is there a reason they can't? You just want them to put up a curtain? They have, yeah, they should put up a curtain because they have a window. She has a door. So she has to put a curtain over her door and then constantly move the curtain every time she and her dog go in and out of the door. They just have a window. They're not going to do it because they're like, we like, <laughs> I'm serious. They're going to be like, we like looking out our window. Sorry. I mean, there's nothing you can do because it's not illegal. It's not in their interest to put up a curtain because they don't want to. They like the light it provides. Um, all you can do is like, you, I mean, you can flip them off when they look at you. And it seems like you said like, hey, when you have people, I mean, it's hard to say to people, don't look because sometimes people don't realize what they're looking. Plus that's part of their view. I think you might just have to be uncomfortable and put up a curtain, but I totally side with you and feel you. What, what are you, what's she going to do? Sue them? No, I mean, I think this is something where the question asker like just wants to know they're not crazy and you're not. Like that is so annoying because yeah. there's nothing actually wrong. But even the fact that all their friends were over in that other house looking at the like they're all talking about like, how crazy is it? We could see into that person's house and just not doing anything about it. Yeah, and I don't I don't think you could grow a hedge, like a tree high enough. Um, no. You know, you can always get some giant subwoofers and turn on some house music and face them toward their house and then just leave. So the music is rattling their house. You can spend your days thinking of ways to have, to get back at them, or you can just put up curtains and just try to breathe through it. But you are not wrong. And, and you are right. And they are assholes and really inconsiderate. It is just so, it's not, I hate that when somebody's doing something, you're like, it's not illegal. Like when my neighbor would play music and it's like, if I called anyone over, if I called a landlord or whatever over to listen to this, they would be like, well, I can't even hear anything. But when you're laying there in the night and it just is that faint sound. No, I feel you. I, I've been there. I am there. I get it. And even if they said, we'll put up a curtain, like they're going to have to open that curtain at some point. And at that point is when you'll be like checking out your bikini line. So it's just the way the houses are placed. But, but yeah, I mean, civil neighbor disagreements are what start wars, endless feuds. Like this is what makes the world go around. So you are right. And they are the worst. Yeah. If it makes you feel better, sometimes just yelling, I hate you 
out loud, even though they can't hear you, like in your house, does help. I've done that. I mouth it to them. I hate you. Because they can see you. Yeah, that sucks. You feel like you're so on display, like a caged animal. And like, also like, why are their friends upstairs? Like who has a party upstairs in your house? They definitely just went upstairs to like, look, to like, see like, look, we can see right into this person's home. Can you? Okay, here's a thought. Oh, then you can't see out. I was going to say, get some like, um, of that, like, adhesive it's like shower glass like the stuff that makes it so you can't oh, see in i think they have one way ones though okay I think they have sticky stuff maybe look into that and it might destroy the glass but there is or like tinting like yeah window tinting look into that tint it from the outside there you go or put up some sort of sticky stuff on those doors there you go kick it that's it yeah. i need help please i'm pregnant yay My husband and I are so excited, especially since we've been trying for quite a while. However, when I try to discuss things, he's just not ready to. For one, when I asked how long we wanted to wait to tell our families, he said, I don't know, like four or five months, maybe more. I didn't know what to say except, (laughs) yeah, no. The kid's in college. I (laughs) I tried to explain to him that it would be obvious by then to others and that they would be hurt that they didn't know sooner. They live eight hours away and we see them twice a year. I understand his hesitation because we had a loss last April, but that seems a little extreme. Yeah. I tried to explain to him that I'm going to need motherly support. He also got irritated that I had to tell some people at my work. Yeah. But I'm a chemist and I work with some pretty gnarly stuff. My manager and close coworkers needed to know so I could stay away from the stuff that's bad for a fetus. Right. For sure. Any advice for how I respect his boundaries but still get the support I need? P.S. Can't wait to see you in Charlotte. I'm not clear on what the question is, but I can tell you this. One of the difficult parts about being pregnant is it's not always your secret to keep. Sometimes you do, like the most random people will find out before close friends and family. Like my agent needed to know because I couldn't book any gigs for a certain amount of time. Like a Mm -hmm. dental technician or hygienist needs to know so they don't put sulfur in your mouth. Um, Oh, the face, the facialist people. The facialist, like these random people will have access to this very precious information, but it is the way that you are guarding your child. So that's just what it has to be. He's being nervous, but there is a medical, I don't know when you lost the last one, but there's like a time like where you're pretty, for the most part, clear to tell people. And I think it's like, what is it? After the first trimester? It's something like that. So just wait till then. Um, Noah was kind of like that. He didn't want to tell tons of people. So I think you're totally okay to just tell close friends and family, the reason to not tell these people who just want to be happy for you is if you lose it, you don't want to have to talk about it. But anybody that Mm. cares about you will follow suit. Like, they're not going to be like, so how did you feel when you had that mis... Why did you do that? Like, nobody's going to bother you about it. So... Right. And nobody should be offended if you don't tell them either. This is your journey with him. You have to think about the reasons either way, but... I don't know. Like once I started telling people, I couldn't stop. And then what I found was when I would tell other women, I'd be like, I'm pregnant. It's a secret. And they'd be like, I'm pregnant too. It's a secret too. So. It's a real game of chicken. It gets easier. But yeah. Yeah. I think she she should talk to the husband. Like, I'm not going to tell people on the street, but I feel like I can tell my parents before five months from now. You can definitely tell your parents because you want their support. You can also tell people secretly. And then it can be a fun secret you have from your husband and you can build your marriage on a bed of lies. <laughs> See you in Charlotte. Hey, Lies and Crew. 
am I the asshole here? My mother-in-law, quote, gifted us a family cruise this past Christmas. Yes, you're the asshole if you take that cruise. The cruises are for assholes. My husband's three brothers and their families are all going on this cruise in May. We don't live in the same state, so we're all meeting at the port in Florida to depart. My mother-in-law works at JetBlue, and she booked all of our flights to get to Florida. She sends me the itinerary, and it's an overnight flight from Phoenix to JFK with a 45-minute oh. layover before we get on the flight to Florida at 6.30 a.m. Oh, We're traveling <laughs> with a four-year-old and a one-year-old, and I am absolutely dreading this trip now. You got to rebook after that. After checking with the cruise, we might not be able to leave the ship because our kids and my niece and nephew are too young to get the COVID. COVID vaccine. I brought this up to my mother-in-law before she booked and she booked everything. Anyway, am I the asshole for not wanting to go on a free cruise? Is there a way I can get out of this without being an ingrate? Nope. You told her. She also booked you such a fuck you flight. Like that is, even without kids, that is untenable. Like that's like, I've got to get to my parents' funeral. They both died on the same day. And I'll take the last flight. Please. Thank you so much. All of this is awful. The COVID rules may change by then. I don't know why you'd want to go on a cruise now, given those people that got stuck on those cruises when COVID started. Also, yeah. they're, they're bad. The environment. Um, just don't go. I would look into the refund policy. That way you can be armed with it. Be like, and you can get a refund. But that flight is so thoughtless. Unless she was like, I'm dying. I really wanted to do this. I booked whatever I could. But if she works for JetBlue, like, I feel like she understands how flights work. And also, like, yeah. you're just a babysitter then on a boat with your children. Right. How with are you? Kids that little. And also, like, a one-year-old on a cruise, like, that's not fun for you. The kid doesn't, is not going to have any fun. And it's like, if you can't get off at port, how are you going to see the gift shop for white people in Aruba? How are you going to get to go to that senior frogs in Antigua? You know that cruises let you off at like garbage stops. You can buy like trinkets made in China. But okay, you're absolutely not the asshole. There are so many reasons that this will be a nightmare for you. And you said you didn't want to go. That's tough. But how does she actually bring it up? Like, how does she say? We can't go. You bought it. I can't go. Can that? You just say to her, look, first of all, you have to be okay with her not being okay. And your husband has to support you. Mm-hmm. By the way, maybe your husband wants to go. Maybe you're cool with it. I don't know. But together, you're just like, look, the kids are one and four. It's not about the kids. It's about everyone being together. But it's basically like a childcare sentence to you. Now you got to take care of this baby. You can't enjoy stuff. Like, it's not like there's childcare there. So it sounds like a floating daycare. Um, the COVID stuff, you know, hopefully it's like you almost want there to be restrictions so you can't deal with it. But I feel like you kind of don't want to go anyway. Even if all things were equal, I feel like you don't want to go. I feel like you don't want to well, hang out. Well, this, this trip seems especially, like, not thoughtful. Like, it just seems like she picked the common denominator of trips for everyone to go on. Like, she didn't think about anyone, what anyone would actually be dealing with on the trip. Also, you know? for sure. And maybe you could say that in a really thoughtful way. Be like, I don't, be like, it's so kind that you did this. I just think it's going to, yeah. Make sure you say that. Like, it's so sweet. It's so kind. And I understand you want us to be together but I don't think we'll be able to make... Because you can't say the flight because you'll be like, great, I'll book you a different flight. So you have to lead yeah. with the the cruise of it all. The cruise is the what COVID. you don't want to do. Would you want to go if there were no restrictions and you could get on and off the boat? If the answer is yes, then that's different. But Right. 
do you even, I mean, because maybe the cruise has childcare on it, but do you want to bring a one in, an unvaccinated one and four-year-old on a cruise? My kid's unvaccinated and I'm uncomfortable. And that's all you have to say. Sorry, I didn't even think about that. That's all you have to say. End of story. Nana should understand it. But chances are, you're the kind of person that will go on a cruise. You're the kind of person that like, maybe doesn't care about vaccines. I said it. I said it. All right. Hi, Eliza. Emily and Fluffy meets and sweets of an angel. Hmm. European fan here. I moved around a lot and lived in five different countries in the past decade. Your podcast is always what makes me feel at home and brings me some consistency. Oh, I love your advice and they all worked out great. (laughs) So question. You said move to five different countries and I did it. I'm doing great. (laughs) A month ago, I started dating an older man. I'm 32. He's 42 and he's very invested in our future already, but I can't seem to shake off the feeling he is not right for me. My extroverted ass can't handle him being so introverted, staying home all the time while I have so many hobbies I want to share with him that he won't do, like rock climbing, playing in a band, wild camping, volunteering, etc. As a fellow extrovert with a lot of interest, what would be your advice on dating someone so opposite? Love you, Lou. Sorry, Lou. I don't have a lot of interest, but I am interested in not doing a lot of things other than the things I want to do. What's the question? Is Lou a guy or a girl? Lou is a girl. So this is a person where this other person seems right. great. They're a little older. Right. Are you trying to break up with them? they're not into any of the same things. I mean, you two may not go together. He's also 10 years older, so he's like a little tired. And chances are, as you get older, you will get rid of some of these hobbies. But the truth is, this is where you are in life and you want someone that at least meets you halfway and you don't want to feel bad or like you're like pulling them out of a hole when they do stuff. The truth is you should find it charming that he compliments you. And because you don't, this person is not for you. And because he's not willing to do those things, this person is not for you. This is not like, come on, just try paint, wine and paint. No, it turns out he loves it. Now we have a rom-com. I would think more about how you broach the idea of breaking up than anything else. I said it. You know it, Lou. You know it, Lou. Lou does know it. And that's why they're asking. Yeah. Oh, to break up? I thought it was to... No, that's not it. But they're definitely just asking because it's like... Yeah, you're hoping there's a magic way to be like, do you want to try like competitive tickling? And he's like, thank you for opening up my eyes to this incredible activity. The truth is, if you keep doing these things, eventually you're just going to break up because he's going to be like, where are you going all the time? And you'll be like, going to chicken plucking. It's Tuesday, duh. (laughs) Sorry. Married, it's a little bit different. You know, sometimes one slows down, one doesn't. But you're not getting any common ground here. Yeah. You know, or even if he did, it should be on him to be like, let me do some of these with you. That way we value our alone time. So mm-hmm. I would uh, I would look at all that, Lou. Lou! I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. 
And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Emily Sierra and Tiny Tofu, I have a religious question for you. You came to the right my place. Husband, my husband and I grew up in the LDS or Mormon church. For the most part, we've always been faithful and followed the rules. Our families are both in the church for the most part too. That being said, we've had some not great experiences with people in the church and slowly we're distancing ourselves. Wait, not great COVID- experience in a, like a really strict church, in a really strict Mormon church? That's weird. I've never heard that. Then COVID hit and we couldn't participate in person anymore for a while. Zoom church was somehow more of a hassle than going in person. Yeah. Fast forward to now and we both have some major beliefs shaken. I don't know how to tell my parents that this religion slash lifestyle they raised me in not only did some pretty deep trauma, but that I don't know if I believe it anymore. I like the social part, but there are so many moral, doctrine, race, and sexism issues it's impossible to ignore. I don't want them to think I hated my childhood or that I resent them for the way they raised me, but I know it will be a hard conversation. Both my sisters have completely stepped away from the church, and I I know it was very hard for my parents. Lots of crying and some cold shoulders for a while. I love my relationship with them. I don't want it held up by a lie, though. How do I tell them without damaging it, or do I need to accept that it will hurt no matter what and just pull off the Band-Aid? Thanks for the help. I love listening. Finally get to see your show in Phoenix this month after our tickets from 2020 got pushed. Oh, I thought you were going to say Salt Lake. Okay, Phoenix, the show's already done. I was great. Um, Literally take everything you just said and say it to them. That's it. Yeah. And what's more important, your parents' comfort in like a distant idea that you might be going to church or like your day-to-day soul. Like you have to take care of yourself and your truth. And you'll shine Mm -hmm. so bright with it when you feel better about it. I'm serious. Like, you know, this is like not the same thing, but like when I watch like RuPaul's Drag Race and the narrative is always like, I was gay and I didn't know how to tell my parents and then I came out and it's like, these queens got to such a better place in life, even though it hurt for a very long time, probably doesn't stop hurting because living your truth is the best feeling of all, even if it hurts. Because at the end of the day, you have to live with yourself and you don't want to like keep going to church and you don't want to pretend to believe in stuff. That hurts. That's soul crushing. Say all that to your parents. Be like, here's all the things that I love about what we did. Here's what it taught me. And because of like, and it is because of those things that I'm making this decision and and you could even make shed a fake tear and be like, I don't want to hurt my relationship. I love you guys so much. And we never have to talk about this again if you don't want to. It shouldn't affect the relationship. Like, hopefully they have a relationship with you outside of the word of is it John Smith. Well, and they've already dealt with it with the other two sisters. Yeah, so maybe so they soften like, that blow. You don't blow. even have to be the first one. Ask that sister. Be like anything. But say everything you just said. You sound like you don't really yeah. need me. I pray to Maroney that you can find the strength. That's their angel. It's their angel with the trumpet. Read a religious book text, Emily. I know all about Mormonism because I watched The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and Heather Gay has left the church. And it's very hard for her. You are trash. <laughs> are you ready for Top of the Cop? Yeah. <laughs> it's the Top of the Cop. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the Cop. My Top of the Cop. And I think this is from having a kid and realizing I'm getting older and 
all the pushes we're making in my career. I'm done thinking that an action will lead to someone being angry. I'm done like, okay, I'll email this person indirectly to see if they'll email this person. I'm just emailing people. Always professional. Like I'm straight up texting people. If you don't write me, or if you, we had a a meeting the other day and the person that we needed on the call, their assistant was like, oh, I forgot they're going to be in Spain. They're in Spain now. And I was like, you forgot that they're in another country? And so I just texted the person directly. I go, I don't know what just happened. I don't know if you woke up in Spain, if you found yourself in Spain. And she was like, our bad. My assistant didn't know. And then we got it figured out. Versus me like being passive aggressive or tiptoeing around. Like I'm just going to be direct. I've got a problem. You're getting an email. If I have a question, you're getting an email. If somebody says something weird, like we're just going to talk about it. Like there's no, I just want to like live like a conscious, clean life that's less cluttered cluttered by other people's inability to communicate. Mm. Straight up. I'm tired of sitting here like, oh, well, they were mean and we can all commiserate on how shitty this business person was. No. You're getting the email. If you're a crazy person, you're going to confess it right then and there. We're not going through agents or reps. We're doing it, doing it the right way. Oh, boy. That's what I'm doing. Coming for them. It's a a lesson to to women in general. Like, quit pussyfooting around and go right to the source. Save you a lot of time. That's me. My my time with the cop is uh, every day when the male lady comes, I hear her because my room is right next to the front door. And so I either hear the little beep of her scanning if Mm. there's a package or I just hear her talking very loudly into her phone. So every day I hear the chatter and I'm like, ooh, mail's here. And I wait until I see her walk past my window and over to the neighbors. And then I get up and I poke an arm out and I pull the mail inside. And it's my fun little activity every day. And I'm really mad if I'm in a meeting and somebody else goes and gets the mail. Is there something in the mail that you're waiting? You're like, ooh, my Sprint bill. <laughs> no, <laughs> but sometimes maybe there's something fun. Sometimes, like a Bed Bath & Beyond coupon, even though you're never going. I don't even get those here. Um, okay, that's uh, the saddest top of the cob I've ever heard. I'm sorry. Like, that sounds like a giant <laughs> I toddler. Like that it's, I that. like that it's very specific. I do like that it's specific and it wasn't about a movie. Um, mm-hmm. my bottom of the cob is how your body, how you're unable to fully sleep when you know you have to be up early. Oh, <clears throat> and by the way, like I get up early for flights all the time. I had an interview this morning at 730 and for some reason, like I couldn't fall asleep. And then I had to get up to like pump milk at 4am and I never have to get up before him. And then I woke up again at six, all because of an interview that was literally three minutes long for like good morning, Green Bay but I just didn't want to miss it. And it yeah. like fucked up the morning. It was a really weird night's sleep for no reason. And I think it was because this is so random. You know, like when you look at your calendar, sometimes it looks like it flows. And then sometimes if there's like too much on it, like it has like a weird vibration to it. Does that make sense? Bas- I mean, it stresses me out. When you, do, yeah. When you do press, you call in, you click a Zoom link and a producer comes on. They're like, hey, we're going to have you on in two minutes. But in this case, whoever I was calling, you had to zoom in, but also call from your phone. And for some reason, oh yeah, look, there are people losing their lives and houses and health all day, every day. But for some reason, that additional step of also calling, just like the way it looked in my calendar, I was like, this is basically an obstacle course. And it kept yeah, me up. It, <laughs> I need to have bigger problems. I had a... <laughs> I do all my meetings in teams for work, but when I was meeting with like an outside contractor, it was in a different thing. So I was like, 
Okay, so when I have to do that one, I have to open yes. my Chrome and then I have to click because it's not in my Teams calendar. And then what if I'm late to the meeting? So at like two minutes until the meeting, I'm like, where's that email? I got to get that open. I got to get that link. Yeah. Is it in Google Meets or is it in Zoom? Oh, did it's it like, die? It? Oh, we switched over to Blue Jeans on Slack chat <sighs> with Bippo. No. All right. What's your bottom? My, my bottom of the cob is that I feel like lighting is so tough in these trying at home work times. I bought this and I don't, I bought this thing, this little light. Oh. Because I was like, then it's less dark. But I don't know if that's any better. That's maybe too light. But I was just like, I mean, all my meetings are with people on the West Coast. And so I'm like sitting in the dark at 6 p.m. And they're like at three, just getting back from lunch. And I'm like, I should have a light on. So I'm not sitting here. And it's just, it never looks good. Zoom always looks bad. I'm sorry, you turn on that light. And for a second, I thought I was on Zoom with Charlize Theron. I was just like, oh my God, who's that girl? (laughs) Yeah. It keeps dying too. When I do an audition, like a self-tape, my lighting never looks good. And it is that thing that like you don't think about, but it is the most important thing in a film because otherwise you'll have chiaroscuro face. Makes a difference. Like it, you're in your Zoom right now, that one light that I could never yes. get off, which is fine when it's just you and me. But when you're doing like a recorded thing and you've got one light over you, that's just, ugh. Or when you put on a Zoom, uh, a ring light and you think it's going to do all the heavy lifting and it's like, nope, now you're just a little bit brighter, but you still look very tired. <laughs> <laughs> right, but it doesn't come with a filter. Folks, this is Ask Eliza Anything. We are moving to a new network very soon. And in the meantime... In the meantime, well, you can keep listening to episodes. Come see me in Charleston. Come see me in Charlotte. And come see me... What the hell does that say? <laughs> I'm like reading off the... Uh, this week, you can see me in Charlotte. You can see me in Charleston. And you can see me in Durham. These are in North and South Carolinas. You can Google which city is in which. Uh, very much looking forward to it. And you get your tickets at Eliza.com slash tour. And remember, your mother-in-law, probably lunatic. <laughs> Whether you're shopping for grads, getting an early gift for dad, or just looking for a little something new or used for your shelf, you'll find it at HPB. And you'll get almost everything for an extra 20% off during the big sale at Half Price Books this Memorial Day weekend. Saturday, May 25th through Monday, May 27th. Save big in-store at your local Half Price Books and at HPB.com. Offer cannot be combined with other coupons. Exclusions apply. To learn more, visit HPB.com. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.